Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And a good afternoon, Grant Napier and Sean Salisbury here on No Filter Network. It's good to be Sean Salisbury, but it's a hell of a lot better to be Tom Brady. Holy smokes. Are you freaking kidding me or what? Come on now. Hey, I root for people's success. I'll be damned. I mean, that's a big win. Think yeah. about And I don't know if you saw my tweet today. I quote tweet, Grant, I think about this. Now. I did a little research. I think it was Spot Track, you know, that research company. Yeah. Uh-huh. They over the 22 year career. Now this was assuming he retired. Now he came back since that was out. So he'll make more this year, obviously as a football, but is contracts just not endorsements, but football contracts and bonuses through football in 22 years. He made like 283 million, just under $300 million. And he took all those hits and all that grind. He hasn't, and he's got seven Super Bowls as we know all that shit. They love him so much at Fox. The guy hasn't broadcast a game in his life, and I think he'll do well. We'll get to that in a second. And he's $375 million guaranteed dollars for 10 years, and he hasn't broadcast a game yet. Talk, I, my ass will be retiring, too, at the end of this year. Now, yeah. if now if that dude comes back, I guess he. Like it says we could do whatever Murdoch said whenever he wants, right, whenever he retires. So <laughs> maybe he goes out and wins another Super Bowl and does it again. But think about yeah. that in one – Signed contract 375. It took him because he never yeah. was the highest paid player. You know, think about when we said Tony Romo's making 17 and a half million bucks a year. He doubled down on it. That's what, what's that come out to? 37 and a half million bucks a year. And that I don't is? get it. I don't understand it. I do not understand the spending by the networks. I personally do not turn into an NFL game based on who's announcing it. All right. And so I think it's ridiculous, but I don't I don't have a problem with the guys going out or the gals going out and getting their money. I would, too. But I don't understand it from the network's perspective, considering they come out and tell us that they're losing money all the time. And then what happens, Sean? You know this when you worked at ESPN. It's the little guy that gets cut. It's the guy in the back room, the gal in the back room, the people that are starting up, the people that are not making a lot that really need their income and need their jobs. Then guess what? Slash cut, 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 yeah. cut, cut. And I, that's the part that I that I I hate, Sean. Yeah, and I and I like you. I'm sure through different times of your career, if somebody's had to come to you and say, "Well, we'll have to cut this," it's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. You know, not right. not in those types of terms, but in a smaller window, or yeah. in, should I say, a smaller pool, like a the pond for me, not the pool or the ocean. He's I'm playing in a pond. That dude's swimming in an yeah. ocean. There's a big difference, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh-huh. and listen, his success, everything he touches turns to gold. I get it. I would imagine he, throughout all, whether it's a production crew, I would imagine 
throughout his career. Tom's been, I'm just assuming from his personality that he's extremely um, giving to the people around. You know what I'm saying? I, I would imagine he's that guy that, you know, that your money's no good around him if you're a crew member. I, I just, I visualize him. I don't know why, but I just do because nobody says anything bad about him. And the guy is, right. he's, you know, I, I think he had a little bit of, he's kind of goofy at times, which is really a good thing. Uh, I think he'll give us great insight and think about the story value that we'll get. But you're right. People aren't tuning in for 30, 375 million. Now, once they're tuned in, they may say, man, Brady made a great point. But if your Buffalo Bills are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you're watching regardless, right? Especially since it's the number one team. I could see if you're doing the sixth game or somebody's not watching, you know, when you got the sixth team, not, that's not a good team. But we're tuning in to watch the number one game anyway. Now, what can you do? I, I think guys can ruin games. And then guys can enhance, but you're not pre-setting your dial. Oh, Tom, because most of the time, I don't know who's on the broadcast till the day of the game. You know, oh, that's the number one game. I assume it's going to be Tony and Jim or, uh -huh. or Tom and, and Kevin Burkhart. And, but great for him. I, I know he hadn't broadcast the game, well, but my gut tells me he'll prepare. <laughs> that, he, okay. that he'll prepare. Yeah. I, I hope he's better than Joe Montana when oh, NBC yeah. tried to use Joe. And, I, and I'm not saying this to flatter you or anything else. I can guarantee you without even hearing Tom Brady ever do an audition and without ever hearing you do a game, I can guarantee you that you would be much, much better than Tom Brady. Here's what I worry about. Maybe about the only Brady. thing I'd be better at a bit right off the bat, but I, I imagine no, he'll come around. No. You know what, though? <laughs> Thank you. I, and I've heard Tom on the Monday night interview that he does with Jim Gray, and it's fascinating. And he's very uh, – it's I love it. It's one of my favorite right. interviews of the week. Here's what I worry about with Brady, and I'm sure it's coachable. And I'm sure I can learn. I worry about his energy, his inflection in his voice when he does a game. He's going to have to really improve on that in a broadcast booth because I'm thinking of Kevin Burkhart. I'm thinking of Brady. I'm thinking about some of the other analysts. You got to have energy. You have to have projection. You have to. And Tom is somewhat soft-spoken. Right. Right. And I'm, in terms of a an announcer category, that is going to have to get a lot better, in my opinion, for Brady to be that guy on Fox. Yeah. And you would think from his preparation that he's going to take a million broadcast, you know, uh, just do not, not auditions, but mock broadcast. So he starts to feel comfortable. And you're right, Grant. And, you know, I did college football for a long time and I had some really good partners. And there is the fine line. And it, it's it's twofold of not talking under the expert, which a lot of them will want to know because they're watching Brady and not talking mm -hmm. over the amateur, which it's time. It, there's a lot of those two that don't understand. I'm hoping he teaches us, you know what I'm saying? In between, I, I hope, and, and I, when I he's really gotten better with social media. So I'm hoping that, that, that kind yeah. of personality and energy, I already know that he's going to know, well, he's going to know more than the damn coaches on the field of what's going on because that's his preparation. I expect that, but you're Absolutely. right. Absolutely, you're, you're right. It's the and it's the ability to at certain times know when to lay out and do those things and when to be calm. Mm -hmm. But it's also the time to know when to jump through the screen at somebody that your energy is grabbing us around the throat, not literally, but, but do and it is in it. And the truth is, he's got to have as much. I, I want to see the same fire too at times. I want to see all the elements. I want to see. Yeah. Because, Tom, you're right, soft-spoken and everything's professional and, yep. you know, everything he's done, it's just – it's been boom, 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 knocking him down. And then you see him on the sidelines sometimes and he's slinging up bombs. Not that he can say that on TV, but yep. that part of 
I don't want him to back off. I don't listen. You don't. If you don't make it personal, you'll never have a problem in broadcasting. Absolutely. If you, you'll never have a problem. And after 22, 23 years, the respect of the players, you, Tom needs to realize that it's okay to compliment when necessary. You don't have to kiss ass. Yep. And it's okay to criticize when necessary on effort or a guy drops a ball. Yep. It's not personal. It's just football and business. And I, I, I don't want him to feel, because he's really good with people that criticize yeah. him. He just kind of backs off it. But in order for him, credibility-wise, I think, oh, yeah. from watching him, I, yep. If a guy runs the wrong route three times in a row and Tom says, well, he'll get better, great. No. But I need to know, dude, right. what would you say to him on the sidelines? He doesn't right. need to say, well, what i do. But we're going to want to hear his insight, like on the sidelines, if that happened to him, did he explode on somebody and why? Because those are things that 23 years, it'll be 23 after this, that only he can bring us. So I need something extra for that kind of money. And I think he will, but you're right. It's the energy level in a broadcast and knowing when to well, get after it and you cannot be afraid to criticize peers because the same guys that'll criticize you for criticizing them want your tv job that's the point I, i'm gonna i'm gonna use an example here because it's the most recent and okay. i'm gonna talk about drew Brees. drew Brees, you know top shelf quarterback goes to nbc i think he's good in the studio not great i think he's good I didn't think he was very good in the booth, all right? He's got a ways to go. As a matter of fact, they were talking about having him replace Chris Collinsworth, if you can remember a year ago. He's nowhere near ready for no, that role. he's not. And so you know this because you've done it, and I know this. I don't care who you are. When you haven't done something, I don't give a damn if you're the greatest quarterback in the history of sports, which Tom Brady probably is. This is a whole new domain for him. This is a whole different area. And fans need to understand you're not getting John Madden, okay? You're, you're getting a guy that's going to probably take some time to get to where Fox thinks he can go. Drew Brees is living proof that it's not that easy, all right? Drew Brees, in my opinion, yep. was not ready for that assignment in that playoff game to be in the booth. Listen, I, and, and I'm not, not that I – I mean, I've been in it a long time. You've been in it even longer than I have, yeah. and I, I like to think that I – you know, worked. My, I wasn't the, the quarterback who won Super Bowls. Work your way up the ladder and understand what it's like to do sideline reporting and get reps on ESPN News and Sports Center, and to the point of rep to, 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 to more reps than you care to know what to do with. But I wanted them because I needed them. With John Madden, Madden's personality was exactly who he was in the booth. He did not. He just he turned on the mic like he's sitting with his buddies, and people let him. And we let him, you know, do his thing and up and down and do, and that was him. Well, Tom's personality would not be number one team if he wasn't Tom Brady. I'm talking about Absolutely. on his personality that we know him. And that's not a knock on him. Listen, I'll crawl 10 miles over broken glass to pick Brady's brain for hours upon hours. I, I think he's the greatest football player ever, but it's different. Just because you're the greatest doctor ever doesn't mean you can go to, you know, when you walk into a courtroom that you're not going to be able to, you know, be a defense lawyer in, in 15 minutes there, there there's a process that goes through and I'm not saying it's as important broadcasting as being a lawyer or a doctor but in our careers it's important to us mm -hmm. and you're damn right it, it well I've seen it a million times probably a little bit hyperbole hyperbolic but where guys are the best in the business and they're good when you ask them a question they're great right the second they got to reverse and either ask the question or be the dude doing that and all the preparation and criticizing and complimenting and getting laying out at the right time and not over talking and not under talking is they they find out in a hurry that 
it's either not for them or now it's going to be for Brady because he'll work his way through it and they're going to give him all the time to work his way through it. But I, I'm, you, you hit it right on the head. If they're expecting Emmy award winning, see, whether you like Collinsworth's opinion, I think Chris Collinsworth's really good because I do he's, he'll criticize. I think he's like Johnny Miller was in the, I think he's great. Johnny Miller didn't give a shit. Right. What if a guy, if, if some guy didn't like the word choke, but if you make a hundred out of a hundred putts in your backyard or in a normal tournament from four feet, and then Augusta shows up and you miss three of them on hole 16, 17, and 18 on Sunday, that's called fucking choking. Okay. Yes. We've all done it in a broadcast and whatever we do, we've all been there. So you're right. Now, is anybody going to get 375 million out of, I don't know. I hope Tom's great. I do. Cause I want to root for his success, but, but, but it's different. And there's, it's a lot of work, and it's it, – listen, it ain't what our parents have done and making a lot less money. Uh, anybody do it for that price, but it is it is not – if they're expecting him to roll out of bed, and he won't expect it. That's what I know about him. I mean, I don't know much, but that about him. And by criticizing, I'm not saying I know more, but I, I think I know this fucking business a little bit and what dry, guys we listen to with energy that are good at their gig. And uh, you mentioned – and I'm a huge Drew Brees fan. Right now, I can name 10 game play-by-play analysts that are better than him. And it's Greg Olson swims circles around him right now. I mean, now, that's okay. Drew's going back to what it was like, like anything, and expected to be a rookie first-round draft pick. He wasn't first-round, but like a a broadcasting first-round draft pick where, damn, he's got to learn this new thing all over again. And if his grind is anything like it was in football, he'll be great. But energy, sometimes you can't teach that, Grant, personality and energy. And Correct. Tom and all of us have had to do it or don't do it. And you'll find you'll get found out quick mm-hmm. if you don't have it or you're not prepared. I'm not worried about Drew or Tom's preparation. I'm all for it. I couldn't root more for the success. I was when I first saw it, I thought, what? Yeah, right. He's already signed with Fox. I, I expected Brady to go the Elway Manning route. <laughs> Ownership. Yeah. The broad, not not the right. broadcasting's below them, but it, I just had a hard time picturing Tom wanting to do a game that he had bigger aspirations when it came to ownership of a team, but I'll be damned man for $375 million. I, I'd have, I'd have put ownership on the side too. And I hope he's successful, but it's not as easy at home as people think it ain't digging ditches or working construction. I know that, but I can tell you this, uh, when he gets up there, the nerves will be rolling because it's going to be uncharted waters for it. It's different from when he got interviewed to when he's broadcasting yep. a game. He'll be all. He'll be starting all over again, no matter what. When that red light kicks in, as you and I both know, and, and people are listening, we're going to be hanging on his every word because the first thing we're going to say on that first broadcast yep. is thirty-seven million, thirty-seven and a half million this year. Let's hear it, brother. And so we want. <laughs> and, I, and I hope he's. I hope he's great at it. I do. Yeah. All right. I want to talk NBA playoffs before we get to the series. Something that's been driving me crazy. I just hate the way the officials are handing out technical fouls for a big dunk. I mean, there's no spontaneity anymore. You can't show emotion. I think it's I think it's really wrong. I think the NBA has gone too far over that line in trying to prevent taunting. I think it's ridiculous. I think the NFL is guilty of this, too. But I think it's really on full display right now in the NBA playoffs. That's number one. Number two. For fuck's sake, can we stop flopping on every single possession? It's it's just turning me off. Yeah, uh, Grant, listen, on both cases, on the referees, and I know it's a hard job, but that's why you're in the playoffs. That That's why you're the best of the best. We expect it from everybody in their job. I don't really give a fuck how tough you think you are as a referee or that you need to control a game. There's a difference between controlling a game and smothering a fucking game. Mm-hmm. And they get to a point where it's like, I'm going to prove to you this is my court. 
you don't have to, did you like anything else? You don't have to talk it. You don't have to tee guys up because he held on the rim an extra second longer because we need – the truth is there's a fine line between, you know, being a guy who hangs on the rim and sitting there and taunting guys and talking the whole time and yep. between a, a little gamesmanship and a little fun, it, it's pro sports. Quit trying to make it – and we see that we hear this all the time from being an asshole as a player that just has to taunt and get technicals all the time because you want to taunt the ref. Now, let, that's one thing. But the other side, anytime I'm talking about you, you're not, it's not good. I don't need to be talking about umpires or referees. When we're talking right. about you, you have not done your job. Right. We don't talk about – when it's good, we expect it. So right. save the, it's my, you know, the flex over I'm going to tee a guy up because he asked me a question. Good umpires, good referees give you latitude without mm -hmm. making it personal to, to, to what the fuck is that? And, and okay – and give him a little talking to, mm -hmm. and if it continues in the browbeat, then it's time to tee him up and move on. But I'm with you on that yeah. 100%. Stop trying to control it. Let these guys play because we, we like a good basketball game, and if a guy wants to dunk and yeah. a little extra gamesmanship, I have no problem with it. And on the other side, listen, you could tell, I think if you, the truth is for me, if you're a flopper, you, 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 you come across as just a bitch to me. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now I know there's a take the foul and if a referee's dumb enough to yeah, call right. the charge on, but we, we got to make sure we're policing that properly by a fifth say, come on, man. You're you're because players now are are laughing at the dudes who are doing that. And so are mm -hmm. former players and fans. Enough of it. It, it, it just it's like the guy, you know, that wears 40 pounds of body armor and an inside pitch is mad <laughs> at the pitcher. Sit right. your ass down, okay? <laughs> and, and go play. So I I, I want I, a good charge is fine, but let's say save the constant flop and a guy. There's space between you and you're falling back like the world just ended. Happy medium between both. I don't need referees controlling a game in a negative way. I need them controlling it so we're not talking about them. All right, let's talk about. I'm going to leave Golden State off the uh, table right now because they're up three one. Of the three home court advantage teams, Boston who won last night, Miami tonight, Phoenix tonight. All right, all those series now, all right, are even. Yep. If I told you that one of those three teams that have home court advantage, either Boston, Miami, or Phoenix, would not advance, who are you taking? Which one do you think is in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation with this series tied at 2-2? I would honestly lean, Grant, while I, I would have taken two of those home teams, I mean, one that's at home to, to, to win the series – depending on the Embiid situation. And right. then with Giannis it, it, again, in Boston and Milwaukee, in truth, as much as I like Tatum and the way that this team plays, with that guy on the court and coming off last year, it wouldn't matter who had home court advantage. I picked them beforehand. Now that it's 2-2. Two -two, even without Middleton? Yeah, even without Middleton? No. It would have been – you look – hey – we look at Memphis with the John Morant situation right. during the season, 20-5 and five without him. We look at the right. situation with, with Joel Embiid, and you're right, with uh, – Whenever it, when we were trying to get Kyrie back, that situation. You're, the Middleton is Middleton, and we saw last year in the NBA Finals in the postseason. Middleton is one of the sneaky other guys in basketball, and I mean he may not even be sneaky anymore. Grant, you've covered him and watched him for a long time. Sure. Um, I think what I saw. Let me go to Giannis first in that series. What I saw for, and if to answer your question, yes, I would buy in. I don't think it's Phoenix, but. I'll get to Phoenix in a second, but I think there, there's a, a, a butt pucker going on by fans and media there. I'm going to tell you why in a second. Giannis has seen the movie. <laughs> Down 2-0, and 
against Suns in the NBA Finals, decided to load him up and say, I've had it. Now, I don't think Boston's going to allow that to happen, but I, I would still take them, even with Boston's home court advantage, I, and without Middleton, because I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. I do, Grant. For my money right now, if I put him in if you said, take these guys, put one in Sacramento, one in Houston, I'm not even talking about this year's MVP. I'm talking about for my money, day in and day out. Even though he can't shoot very well beyond the, you know, from three point, the guy is just a monster. I expect him to take over, but go ahead and blink, and Boston will win that series, and they will be out. Miami, the, the, the toughness and the attitude, I like him. We're seeing Joel Embiid's how impressive he, how important he is to that franchise. Yep. Um, I still think they're going to close it out. I don't trust Harden in these games. You're not going to see him do that I three games in a row. I just don't. I now, I, I if agree. you wanted to know Embiid's value to a team and why people are bitching he didn't win the MVP, I get it because the guy's been a monster all year long. And without him, they had no shot with him and momentum carry over and hope that he stays healthy. But you better hope that the other guy can pull his weight too. Uh, so I would probably in this situation think Boston is the one that could do it because the Middleton thing and getting Embiid going. But I'm not so sure that, that both Miami and Milwaukee can't still take their series, right? But, I, the, but, but the Middleton thing's concerning. But if you said, Sean, who are you going to bet? I ain't betting against Giannis. He's seen it. In the Phoenix series, I don't think – Phoenix is going to win that series. They, they, they will win that series now. But here's what. I don't think the players – and maybe they're starting to grip a little bit. But they were up 2-0 last year and shit the bed. And Giannis took over, right? They could they, – they could, I mean, it didn't matter. They could not stop him. And they had a 2-0 lead. So right now, if you're, if you're fa fans in Phoenix, right, best record in the NBA, Chris Paul hadn't won his. Now what happens is that ass, you couldn't drive a doggone sledgehammer with a nail through that. It's so tough. You know what I mean? If they play like that, they're in trouble. Now with Booker and Paul, if they all of a sudden say, listen, man, we're a better basketball team than the team that's pushing us right now. Let's go do our thing. And I think they will. They'll take care of their business, even though it's, you know, it's tied up at 2-2. Because I would imagine they got to step on the gas pedal to realize we're not going to put ourselves. And you keep letting these series go. Once again, you don't want to stretch this thing to the extent of the, the entire series, yeah. right? So I think Phoenix is going to be okay. I think the other two teams that, are, that have come back from it have a chance to win. But the Suns fan base, I would imagine, is uptight right now because of what happened to them last year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If Milwaukee loses this series, they're going to look at last night in the fourth quarter. Yes. They had the game. They were at home. All right. They could have taken a commanding lead. And then all of a sudden, Al Horford. Holy shit. I mean, it's amazing what he has done in this series. But to me, 
I look at this series right now, Milwaukee had everything going their way. They had the game in their, their control, so to speak, and they lost and let it get away at home in the fourth quarter. Without Middleton, as, and I agree with you, I told you a couple of weeks ago when you asked me who I would vote for MVP, I said I would give it to Giannis. I think the guy's the best in the, in the league. That makes me a little bit nervous if I'm Milwaukee because they still now have to go to Boston and win a game, and winning a game seven in Boston is not going to be the easiest thing in the world. So maybe, Never. maybe we look at the winner of all. Maybe we look at the winner of these game fives and say those are the teams that are going to win the series. Yeah, Grant, and you, the the Milwaukee thing, and it's not just the physical without Middleton on the court, a little bit of security blanket, but the and and people may say, well, don't worry about them; they're the reigning NBA champions, but. You are right. You think, okay, I got to go to Boston, which over the course of time, whether it's the Boston Garden or the, this arena, there's just something about going there, right? It, it, it can mm-hmm. be tough. And the, um, uh, the the emotional part is what they better get over quick. They had a Big chance time. to put their, their their foot on their throat. They yep. let it slip away late, mm-hmm. and they could have gone 3-1, waltz it in, and say, okay, even if we lose one, yeah. we get to come back home and close it out where we're really good at that. And so yep. you're, you're exactly right. For me, it's different. There's emotional in one. It's the Harden in the other. Can he elevate two, three games in a row? And for the Suns, it's also the mental of not this movie again. We ain't going there again. We got to get there because they should. They're the best team in the West. The question is, and then the Chris Paul stuff lingers, right? We've waited for this for years. It ain't ever going to get better than it is now for them in the West. Lakers suck. said perfectly. Nicole Jokic is out. I mean, if you were asking yourself, oh, and he's been close. If you're saying, dude, it ain't going to get much, but you got one of the great stars and Booker next to you, this is the time. And if if you go ahead and blink and allow that team to sneak in and beat you, They'll, they'll criticize you more for that one than they will for losing to Giannis last year. Absolutely. Yep. Listen, you have, as you said, you have no LeBron. You've got no Durant. If you make it to the finals and you have to play him in the East or whatever. So you have two of the game's very best players that are out. As you said, you worked all year. You dominated, you know, home court. Uh, this is, I'm with you a hundred percent. I think Chris, Chris Paul's 37 are going to be third. This is it for him. This is it. I mean, I believe this is his last bona fide chance to get on that podium and win a championship. I don't, uh, this is it. And, and, you know, Sean, you, think buddy. about all the opportunities he's had, right? Think about with the Clippers when he had Blake in his Blake Griffin in his prime, Deandre Jordan in their prime, they had, you know, tremendous teams. They could never make it out of the second round last year, as you said, up to love, lose that series. I don't, I don't see Phoenix getting back to this point. I, this is it for Paul. I really well, with the right. current setup of the roster, I mean, yes. they they were really good last year, friggin', and they should have won it. Well, when you say should have, they had it in their hands at 2-0. And yep. then this year, the best team in the NBA, Chris Paul. I mean, listen, and everywhere he's gone, in truth, look look what he did with the Pelicans when he was first there. He yep. came to Houston, and they hardened wanted to run him out, and they were a hamstring away from possibly closing that series out. Everywhere he's gone, they've gotten better. He goes to Phoenix and they instantly get better. But it's to the point where, I, like I call a quarterback that can get me to January, can't get me to February. You get me yeah. there, but what, what's yeah. the next one, right? And I'm not saying he can't, but between that pressure and the rest of it, I can tell you this, they ain't winning eight, 70 games next year. I can promise you that. Well, they went 64, 65 this year, yeah, they Grant, were unbelievable something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is – and you the, – the, in truth, I know Golden State's a bitch because they're really good. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, trying to with the way they shoot when they're going, they can they can score thirty yeah. on you in a, in a blink of an eye. But I can tell you this: that you when we talked about that path, 
you got the MVP out of the thing. You got the the, the all time mm-hmm. best, the current player of all the last fifteen years, and LeBron yep. out. How in the world you you cannot you cannot squander this opportunity, and you no, sure you as shit can't do it in this series. Yeah, they're too good to lose this series. Amen. I want to talk to you about what happened in your city recently with a guy that we both love and that I've known for 25 years and Dusty Baker reaching that milestone. And, you know, the Astros just keep doing what they do. And Dusty is such a phenomenal manager. What was it like in Houston when he reached 2000? Loved it. And you know what's crazy, Grant? And I don't mean this because you know how I feel about Houston and Astros fans are so passionate. They love their team. If it would have been reversed and it would have been A.J. Hinch getting the 2000, because mm-hmm. they still, and, and I, when I say this, people will know, they still crave him here in a, in a, in a huge way. Is that right? Now, I'm, when all the search was going on, when what happened, A.J.'s a hell of a manager. When it was going on, uh, we, we all, on my radio show, we said, who do we want? I said, I'm all in on Dusty Baker. He wins everywhere. Mm-hmm. He has, he's, he's had his pitching differences, but at the time, Brent Strom on the staff, the guy – Players respond to him. He's old school, but now with a mix of analytics that the Astros are big on, if he if he receives that, and all he's done is have them in position two straight years to to be in position to win it. Now he hasn't done that. He's I've said this maybe to you before. I called him when he got here the Andy Reid of baseball. That's right. All those before Andy won a Super Bowl, and yep. everybody loves him. Everybody yep. roots for him. People yep. in baseball from Henry Aaron all the way to to to, to yep. current players to twenty year olds. Think the world of him and the reputation with play, all that stuff. He's forgot more baseball than than ninety percent of the dudes in the league already know. And he came here, and not a lot of fanfare. Matter of fact, a lot of people resisted it. And then the first yeah. time he makes a bad pitching move, people are pissed. Right? We need AJ back, and I understand. So the, the people were really happy, and they've come around because he never responds to negativity. He's always just a you know how, you know how, with the two you know how dusty is he's got that yeah really yeah. give me a underneath I'm thinking as long as I like give me a fucking break dude just, just right. you know he actually laughs when you uh, yes criticize him. Y- yes <laughs> and because he's seen enough of it in his seventies it's like you're right. he's been through race problem when when yes. race oh. during that time he's seen the race discrimination going on when hey. he broke in hey let me tell you something I'm going to stop you right there I had Dusty on my podcast not this past December, the December 4th, so December 2020. And I asked Dusty on my podcast, one of the first questions was, what was it like going from California to Atlanta in the late 60s? And he talked about being in the minors early, and he talked about being on the bus when they would go on road trips. And you want to talk about this, okay? He said that when they stopped to eat on their team bus, you ready for this? The black players could not get off the bus. They were not allowed in the restaurants. The white players had to go and bring their food out of the restaurant and onto the bus. So Dusty, yeah, he's experienced a lot. He was a black man in the South early on in his career, and he talked to me about that. And I'll tell you something else that is interesting, not to go off on a tangent. After he gave that response, I said, okay, Dusty, and this again was the interview in 2020. I go, let's let's fast forward now to 2020. How are things now? And he said to me, you know what? In some ways, things are better, but in some ways, things are just as bad or worse than it was in the late 60s. And I was just like, wow. And he gave the most eloquent, great. I mean, think about what he's been through. Think about oh. playing with Hank Aaron. And he talked He talked about 
being around Hank Aaron and how much he learned and how invaluable that was for him. But you talk about going through racism and everything. We talked a lot about that yeah. on my podcast. And I got to tell you, it, it it's just like, wow, the chills. Experience. Yeah, to yeah, think what absolutely. he went through and to have a guy that's able to explain it. And you know what I love about him? No, he's not never bitter. I mean, and every right to be from, you know, any African-American trying to play baseball. I mean, going through that in the South, it's like, come on, I can't I can't go eat in the same restaurant. I mean, it's disgraceful what, what happened. Yep. And that's I mean, I, I don't need to repeat history by saying we all know. But the, the way decade after decade as a player and as a manager has just stayed the course, man. And yep. yeah, so your somebody's criticism of Dusty handling a pitching staff, what he's seen, what he's seen, it's like, yeah, give me a friggin' break. Okay. You know what he handled <laughs> like he always does in the clubhouse, short speech, thank the players for for giving him this chance instead and not yep. making it about him ever. You know, right. still wearing the wristbands with his face on the wrist like he's been forever. And the toothpick. I just I love Dusty Baker. And I think the wisdom that he gets. So yes, people were fired up and they they warm up to him because they know. He, you know what he feels like? Dusty's home I mean, for a lot of, right? It's like you yeah. can sit down, drink iced tea, and talk stories till you're blue in the face because until you're like oh, laughing your ass off, tears, emotion. I just lo- I love the guy, and I couldn't root harder. Just like I rooted for Andy Reid to win one, I, that's how I root for Dusty Baker, even though I grew up a, a Sox fan and you as a Yankee guy, right? right? So I love him. But they, people were excited about it. But he doesn't let it fester. He didn't let the celebration hang around. His whole idea is we got to go win 2001, right? And he did, and he, and he keeps chip, chipping away. And I'm sure when it's all said, he's yeah. going to sit back and say, all these wins, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he'll celebrate that later. But I am. But oh, yeah. fans are embracing him. But the truth of the matter is it's still for him because a manager left on wrong terms with what happened with 2017. Right. And Dusty took the gig. But I got news for you. He's impacted the, the Astros in a different way than oh, A.J. Hinch. And yeah. uh, like I said, his wisdom. So I, I couldn't I, – I would walk anywhere to hope that I could – you know, if somebody could hand him the trophy, be like, man, please go get one. I, I hope he, I hope yeah. he does. I and, but it doesn't it, – to me, it does not discount what no. he's done in baseball. One of my, if, one of, if I'm going through 10 guys I love in baseball, he's one of them. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. But the celebration was good. But if it was at the end of the season, it'd have been more epic. And I promise you, Dusty wouldn't get cheated. And you and I both know that out of his fun. He he'd enjoy it, and he will one day enjoy the hell out of it. He deserves it. You just you just mentioned the Red Sox and the Yankees. You want to talk about the ALE standings, or you want to wait a little while? <laughs> Dude, my team. First off, they couldn't hit a baseball. If the, they couldn't hit the ocean, if they jumped out of a boat landing in the harbor. Okay, and I, I, listen. It's a bummer in Fenway Park when <laughs> Red Sox when we're not in June yet and we're already planning on they're t- they're calling they're treating you like you're the Cincinnati Reds right now. No disrespect <laughs> to the Reds, but they're they're having their hard time too. Dude, I know I don't want to talk about it because this <laughs> looks like this looks like the Yankees I've seen in the past, right? Yeah, Mashing. Yeah. They're getting yep. really good pitching. Cole's back pitching well. Yeah, they're they're a they're they're filthy. And so no, I'm trying. I was trying to gloss over that. <laughs> back to Dusty. Okay, go Astros. <laughs> hey, you know what? Love here's it. the deal. Here's the deal in Boston. Nobody even gives a shit right now because the Bruins and the Celtics. Oh yeah. So you know what I mean. So yeah. When that ends, when when those seasons end, then things are going to be different. In about June fifteenth. When that's all said and done, oh, they'll they'll they're going to light those Red Sox up in a hurry. You know that, and then they're going to say they're going to start looking at this and saying, 
they'll they'll get every dig and they'll say, what time? When's NFL training camp start? When do we get to start talking about Belichick and the Patriots? Oh yeah, passionate sports town. But yeah, I'm uh, Dusty, and the fans love him. And he's had the big shoes, even though he's got big shoes to fill, because they loved AJ Hinch and still do in the town. And I know AJ misses it, but you could do a lot worse than have Dusty Baker lead your club. I can promise you that. Before we wrap this up, I'm not a fan of the NFL playing over in Europe. I'm just not. Um, I, I understand being involved in the NBA when David Stern said we're going to go global. People laughed at him, and now the game is a global sport. You can just look at the Olympics and the way the rest of the world has caught up, not surpassed, but kind of right. caught up close to the United States. And I've been to China for games. I've been to India for games. They play games in you know, Mexico now. They play games over in Europe. I'm talking about the NBA. But I've just not, because of the eight home games, I'm just not a fan of the games in London. And now they're adding a game in Munich. I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. Where do you think this is all heading? If you and I are sitting here 10 years from now, do you think we'll have a team in Europe or the travel schedule will just be impossible? Or do you think we'll have a game every week in Europe? How, where are we heading, do you think? I, I think the, the, the latter will be first, that we'll try to get a team there to the point where every team, in, a, in like two or three, every team eventually is played there. Uh -huh. I mean, hell, they got Brady going there this year. You know, to, know. To, to, to what? He's Germany, right? And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron right. Rodgers is there too, and there. And guess what? This the Packers are giving up a home game. The yeah. Giants are playing the Packers, and the Packers are giving up a home game at Lambeau Field. You know how pissed off those fans must be. Yes, and it may get to the point where they're not asking you; they're telling you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The NFL, yes. because this here's where I think it's headed, Grant. I, I think that at some point in time, household will be there on a regular basis. Now, if it's a team, I don't know if we can have a team. In other – London's the most – when I say convenient tra travel-wise, right? Or if you go somewhere else, is it going to be to the point where you play force – you know, I, 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 and it's, I know it's different, but you know, like in college, like the University of Hawaii, I always feel like Hawaii plays like nine home games out of their 11 or 12 because people go there. Yeah. Now, it's yeah, yeah, a business yeah. trip, and they go there, right? Uh -huh. So I'm wondering if we're going to get to the point where it's like, okay, you're a team in London. Well, I can put it to you this way, Grant. We're not going to go back the other way. They're not no. going to stop going. They're going to get as global. If it's doable, they are going to do it. Where if they could have a team there and they'll say, well, okay, how do we adjust the schedule? But what they'll do is try to make it where you got to play three or four on the road, right, in a mm -hmm. row. Or when you go there, two or three teams, three teams in a row. Now, I know we do it here, but make sure it's scheduled to where mm -hmm. travel doesn't beat them down. I think the first thing, though, is at some point where if not every week, every other week, that's the next step of having a game there every other week till the fans get in and start to know the players. We're sending stars over. It's not just Jacksonville and another team playing that are, that are, that are two wins in week 11, right? So um, not that they're not going to get better, but stars go over. I, I think that we're headed in, in a direction, Grant. If you don't like it, you're probably going to have to get used to it because it ain't going – it's like a nine-carat diamond ring. And you take the fiancé to buy a nine – she wants a nine-carat ring. Now, I ain't buying a nine-carat ring unless it's cubic zirconia, but a nine-carat <laughs> ring. And then you say, oh, honey, it looks great. Let's try it on. And then you take her down to the – I'm not just saying for women, for all of us, you, even the guy, because you want to be impressive. Then you take her down to the to the one-carat, and she looks at you like you're a jackass, right? Or for me, I drove the AMC Pacer in, in high school. Dad uh -huh. take you to the lot. You look at a nice big old pickup truck and, uh, you know, one of those, and then he says, but boy – that's the one for you because that's what you can afford, and it's a fishbowl AMC Pacer. That's it. We ain't going backwards, man. 
They're yeah. going to try to grab that big carrot diamond ring and, and make global money because it's money. I just don't know how many or how often or how soon. But in our lifetime, in the next decade, we'll be playing a ton of games there. It won't just be once in a while. I mean, it's one thing to be on the East Coast or even in the Central right. Time Zone. But if you're, you're on the West Coast, you got to get up at fucking 6 in the morning to watch an NFL game. You're right. And you know what? Now, in Central, I'm up. It's like 8 or 9. And I'm like, okay, give me the energy. Now, they love it. Those right. fans are – it's packed. They friggin' love it. So if you like early morning coffee in a ball game on the West Coast, 7 o'clock, and you're like, first thing you think of, is this tape delayed? Did, did, did I watch this last week? Is this game <laughs> a week old? But at least you're watching it, and then you get a full slate of games. But – I'm not. I, I used to be hated it. I used to hate it, but I am a little bit selfish now and greedy that I, if I get good game, that I don't mind having that a standalone game, right? I, I, I don't. I don't understand football on Monday night that we're having two games that are going on at the same time. Why wouldn't we stagger them like we always do a doubleheader so I can watch both? It would seem that the ratings would, you know, grip a little bit better instead of me having to. If you got two TVs watching, but. I don't know, the NFL, but like I said, it's to the point yep. where they're going to tell you what you got to do, not ask you what you got to do. All right, last thing. On the Buccaneers bye week, are we going to see Tom Brady in L.A. at the Fox Studios, or are they going to put him in a booth as a third man on that off weekend? What do you think? I think that I think that they probably, if they had – here's the way I look at it, depending on the game – the set goes, that's that one day, you know, they'll travel a couple times that Brady maybe appears on the pregame show the entire time. They tease it and he goes and is in there for a quarter of the game and do it. But how uncomfortable is that? You already know it's your gig. It's not an audition. And Greg Olson, if he's the guy's, you know, good. And you're like, well, come on in, Tom. Thanks. I'm just keeping it warm for you for a year or two. And it's like, <laughs> dude, come on, man. So maybe they don't want to make Greg and that group feel uncomfortable. But my guess is no matter where they are, that Brady's on flight, teasing it. He's either in the stadium or on his bye week. Now, Tom also probably say if his routine is here's what I do during my bye week, oh, and yeah. then, then you're not going to disrupt that. But if it's if he's free-spirited and says, yeah, I'll go there, you could, I would imagine bye week Tom Brady's name either in the stadium or on the set that day. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have a good rest of the day, buddy. Great stuff by you, man. I, I love it. You make me laugh every time we're on here, and you you teach me something that I have no idea about. And I, and the sooner hey. we can quit talking Yankees, the better off we'll be. I, I just think it's great. I probably won't have to see any Red Sox gear for a while, so that makes me there very is. happy. 
I, I, have you noticed I haven't worn it for a while? <laughs> I haven't worn it for a while, but I still haven't moved myself to go get that NY on my damn hat, okay? It, what's is it? It's an NY, right? I don't even know what you're frigging. What is the logo for the Yankees? Is it an That's NY on the hat? Yeah, well, yeah, of course it's an NY. Well, you know, it's an NY. It's not just like Yankee. It's NY. I'm being a smart ass, but just to let you know, I don't give two shits about your team, okay? But I may have to start. <laughs> Go Toronto, okay? <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to I you I love later. you, man. Thanks. See Great you. stuff. Love you too. Appreciate it. Okay. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.